Love Letter listeners. Welcome to the Rock the Mic episode. So today we're going to be talking with Mike Klein. He's an incredible tour photographer that works with the celebrities we know and love. His own podcast, Rock the Mic, is available on iHeartRadio, and they're coming out with season three. Now, Mike had us come out to the spot in the boonies, the secret set location, where he was recording his Starboy promos for season three. You guys gotta check them out. They're all on IG right now. And um, I had to drive completely blindfolded to get here because it's that top secret. But let me tell you, it was worth it. This place is dope. So one of my favorite things that I love about Mike is that he has that sense of nostalgia that I share and his honesty when it came to how do you recognize someone from Chesapeake really made my day so please enjoy this episode of Love Letters to Virginia with Mike Klein hey Mike great to meet you this place is amazing where are we right now is this your house no it's a set location my friend Roy owns this house okay um He's actually, he actually bought the house, but he built it as well. Being from Richmond, there's nothing cool in Richmond at all. So when we decided, we were like, okay, because like, I'm sure he's like some of the other promos we do, it's like, we have to go over the top. There's nothing cool left in Richmond. We're done. So I'm either going to have to move or, I don't know, like win the lottery. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we came here. Um, we just got um, on iHeart three, three months ago. So we want to do a lot of video promos and then um, obviously the podcast show. But it looks like, which is really funny because it looks like we're going back on tour soon. So we're excited about that too. So we're really excited. So looks like everything's starting to open. So I guess this would be, I'm going to go with, this is the Rock the Mic location. Um, a secluded location in Chesapeake. Where are you guys from? I'm technically from New York originally, but I've been in Virginia Beach for most of my life. Where do you live at the beach? I'm right in the living area. Yeah, all right, right. I used to live, um, like, well, it's a joke, right? Downtown Beach, like where Pembroke Mall is. Oh, okay. I used to live in the Cosmopolitan, the condo, right across, like above Roos Chris. Yeah. Yeah, it used to suck, like, to be a fat kid because you'd smell steak all day. Like, it's horrible. The name, this, this shoot that we're doing... It's called Starboy, so it can be the Starboy location. You said you're coming back home, so you're from Chesapeake originally? Yeah, I grew up um, in Chesapeake, um, went to high school um, in Chesapeake, Indian River, and then obviously like grew up around all the ODU crowds and stuff. Um, I didn't move. I moved to Richmond five and a half years ago um, on a whim. I actually I was on the road at the time with Fallout Boy. And I had a grandmother that had gotten sick that actually she originally lived here and everybody moved her up to Richmond to where my parents were. So I came to Richmond to kind of see her and ended up staying here for, or when I say here, staying in Richmond for like six months. And I finally decided that I'm just going to move here. Like it was, it's too, I mean, you know how the tunnel traffic, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I ended up moving here, probably Richmond, like five and a half years ago. So it's, it's nice. It's really funny. I just came home Chesapeake last weekend for my birthday to have dinner at Rudy's at the beach. And it was really cool because I bumped into um, a guy named Lyle Trenchard. 
And Lyle was like 65 years old, and he was the guy that originally got me into music and concert photography. So it's really cool to see him, and it's really funny. Like, um, he's really good friends with Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. So, like, I would see him on the road every once in a while and bump into him. It was like, so it was kind of like a father figure. It was kind of dope to see him because, like, like I said, I'd never thought about doing photography until I met him at an amphitheater. It was a Jimmy Buffett show at the amphitheater. So that's how long ago it was. It was like literally the first season of the amphitheater. So I'm pretty old. Like, I'm like 95. So <laughs> you figure at that point, it was the first season of the amphitheater, whatever the hell that was. Um, and I met him and fell in love with what he did. And I picked up a camera and that's how I got started. I went to his house and I mean, started having beers and it's like you walk in his house and it was like a shrine. It was like Billy Idol or, um, God, I don't know. It was like Metallica. I mean, Queen. I mean, he, yeah, it's funny. Had pictures all over the wall of everybody he had like photographed. And I was like, this is amazing. Cause I'm like music. Like I have this big philosophy about music. Like I feel like it's, the only language that everyone understands anywhere you go it's music right so um and i'm a big a big fan of, we're going down the rabbit hole here but i'm a big fan of like um lyrics so like i, I just love listening to lyrics no matter what kind of music it is but um yeah it, it's really nice to be home um so when we decided to do this promo for starboy um i wanted a homey feel to it i wanted this rock star bruce wayne homey feel and the only thing we kept coming back was we got to find a place at home. So we actually found a place here, um, my friend Roy, and in Chesapeake. So it's cool to be home and see everybody. So it's been nice. It's been nice to be home. It really hasn't. Well, happy late birthday. I miss it. Thank you. It, it's it's funny. I always joke when we went to Richmond. The first thing I said was I went to my mom. And I was like, Where do you get seafood in Richmond? They're like, we don't have it. I'm like, well, no shit. Oh, so we ended up, I, I used to come back here all the time and then just stopped. Like, the bridge is a joke. But yeah, so it's good to be home. Thank you. What do I shoot with? Hey, Sean, they're asking me what I shoot with. Should I tell them? <laughs> I'm still one of the last residents of Nikon. Okay. Um, I get shit for this all the time, right? Um, everybody, I, my partners and everybody that I work with, they're all Canon shooters. Um, and I've stayed Nikon. Um, and it's really funny, Lyle, he was an icon. So I was like, okay, it has to be an icon. Um, and I never got um, into Canon. I actually had, a, it was really funny. I had a sponsorship one time. They came in and they were, this was like years ago when they were doing sponsorships. And they sent me like 20 grand worth of gear and they're like, try it out, check it out. And I called them and I was like, well, look, I'm going to do the Super Bowl with Madonna. And I'd like to try it. Like, give me some real big glass, real big lenses. So there's a picture, and I'll find it and send it to you because it's hilarious now. But there's a picture of me taking pictures with Canon gear, and I'm literally holding a Canon camera, but I have a Nikon beside it because I can't figure out how to do all the Canon stuff like I used to on the fly. Um, and we were doing the halftime show, so it was like I was on the fly. I had to get it done. So I think I submitted pictures that year saying, oh, yeah, that was Canon. But, of course, all that data says different, but... Um, I shoot Nikon. I'm very avid for Nikon glass. I, I, I just, I can't. Um, I'm still in their SL, their digitals, but I mean, obviously we've moved into the digital age now with like mirrorless. So we're in the Z, you know, we're in the Z7s and Z6s and the 2s, but um, everything's Nikon for sure. No matter what. Yeah. Are you taking on any apprentices? It does not get along well with others. Um yeah. Okay. No, I mean, you know, um, you know, it's funny you said that. Um, yes and no. 
Um, I, I don't look at it as an apprenticeship. I actually try to collaborate with people because I think everybody's ideas are so amazing. It's funny. You know, it's just like the whole video game age. It's like when you play somebody online, these kids destroy you and they're like nine years old. You know what I mean? And you're like, are you kidding me? So it's like these kids are just really into the electronics and into like being creative and, and the art of music or the art of photography or, I mean, even iPhone. Like, I mean, a lot of people are filming on iPhones um, or, or, or phones. Um, so no, I don't really do a lot of like, it's hard for me. Um, it's kind of cut through it. There's a billion photographers out there, especially like in music and every band has their friend that's a photographer. Um, but um, you know, what I do like to do is um, I work with a guy in Richmond um, Darren, he owns Light Tech Entertainment. It's a huge studio, and we've done a lot of productions there, and I'll give you some of the stuff we've done. But um, he actually is a stage and lighting guy for major tours. So when he, him and I came together on things, it was really cool because we started kind of just like he was one end, I was the other, and we were putting things together, and that's where these promos started. Like we were building stages, and he, he's great. Like we sit at a war table, and it's like I want to do – because every time we do a promo, it has to be bigger than the last one, right? So I was like, man, wouldn't it be really cool if we could like set somebody on fire? Yes, we can do that. So he finds ways to set people on fire without hurting them. And I was like, oh, this isn't enough. Like, um, dude, we need flames and pyro and fireworks. Cool. So we do it on the scene. So we bring a lot of other people in and work with them. And we bring other photographers. Uh, I have friends, Justin Ferris, that does a lot of uh, behind the scenes work with me. So we bring him in and um, he does stuff and we do collabs. So it's like, I don't really do apprenticeship because I feel like everybody, I didn't go to school for it. So I want people to kind of just branch out and do their thing, but we're always opening our doors saying, come in and have fun. So yeah, we invite everybody. Well, I agree. I, I feel like everybody, you know, I feel like everybody's the alpha at that point, right? So at that point, it's like, okay, show me yours, I'll show you mine, right? <laughs> so at that point, we like, you know, like I said, we bring people in and we do like these workshops. Um, I work with Kay Brooks and um, she has an agency and she does like a lot of modeling collabs and um, posing collabs photo and bring people in and everybody just gets together it's a cool it's a cool collective because everybody just shares ideas and kind of nobody steps on anybody you know what i mean so it's kind of cool to see that so yeah i mean i don't really as far as that we kind of collab more than we do anything else yeah yeah we try to change it up we're finishing season two um we had some hiccups um we, we changed a lot of format podcasting as you know it's challenging because a if you do it by yourself what do you talk about and like in my world of like music it's like how controversial do you want to be before it's a problem or you know if music's so connected to everything we do it's like it's hard not to talk about what's in the news or what's going on or what you know music, musician feels a certain way um so when we did the first season it was a lot of q a and i hated it and it was like we had like Halsey and Young Blood. We had Perez Hilton. I, I ventured out to all these weird people, like even like Gene Simmons from Kiss and uh, a bunch of wrestlers and guys that I knew. And it was just very Q and A. It was boring, you know. And it was kind of blase. Like it's kind of cliche, right? So when we did sec season two, we kind of started off with um, I wanted like the sidekick. I wanted like the co-host in the show, and I wanted somebody that was a little bit edgy and fun. And then as we went down that rabbit hole, it became a whole different show. And we kind of sat back and we were like, you know, some of it we liked, some of it we didn't. And it was like, you know, if we had, if we had the guys from Steel Panther on every day talking about sex and drugs and making out in people's cars, then it would probably would have been the show you want to see. But that's not where we were. And that's not where I was. So the co-host thing, you know, took a whole different approach. And... Um, 
we ended up going a different direction, um, literally almost halfway through the season. So um, we capped out the season. Um, we just finished up the season with Hector Maldonado from Train. He's a very good friend of mine, dear friend of mine. And we finished it up with that. And we started recording season three. So we kind of slowly bowed out in season two. And now we're bringing season three. And season three is awesome. Like we're doing this promo here, just kick it off. Um, I had Dr. Fink, which is Prince's keyboardist from the Revolution. He just did an episode with us. Um, so that was pretty exciting to have, you know, something from Prince. Like I've actually photographed Prince. So to be able to have like part of his band, you know what I mean? It's like, oh shit. So to have him and him to talk about Wendy and, you know, it, it, that was really cool. So we're starting off season three very soon. Um, and it's, you know, insanely crazy. It's weird. But we're, gonna, we're, we're jumping through hoops for this one. This one's a crazy one. So we're excited. Is there anything you can tell us about your guests? Um, yeah. Um, well, obviously, uh, Dr. Fink from the Revolution Prints. Um, we are bringing Ric Flair on. So we are, we are bringing the King of Swag in. Um, I've talked to a couple people that I tour with, not to name any names, like Tommy Thayer from Kiss. But we've brought some people that we're talking to. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. During COVID, we've decided, too, that we want to bring some of these people in that are behind-the-scenes guys, like directors of amphitheaters and, and directors of venues. And we want to get their perspective on, like, you know, how the hell have you been doing? We haven't seen you in a year. You know what I mean? Like, the cobwebs are in the arenas. What do we do? And, like, you know, I've always said... I miss, I'm not home until I smell stale beer and sticky floors at concert arenas. Like, that's just for me, that's nostalgic, right? So, um, that's kind of, we got a couple other exciting things can't talk about yet. Uh, we're going to tease it, though, soon. Um, but that's the cool thing about our promos. We always Easter egg. So, there's something, there's two things, three things in this promo that we're doing today that are teasing the next upcoming episodes which aren't anything we mentioned. Okay. So it's cool. So, you know, and we're going to get this out here pretty quick. So we're excited. I promise I'll tell you. I promise. So that makes me wonder how much time you give yourself in between the end of one season beginning of the next one. I don't know. I, I read the podcast book for dummies, and um, I didn't learn anything from that. So um, we don't know. I mean, our goal, you know, we could sit there and make goals if I want something out every seven days or I want something out every 15 days. My reality and what I do in these promos, I am kind of, I'm anal, but it's like I direct these, I write these, and it's really funny. Like, I beat the hell out of my partner, Sean, all the time. It's like Sean knows after we film today, tomorrow I'm calling him going, promo three, let me tell you what it is. So it's, it's funny, and it's like, it's funny. I call him today, and he's always like, we normally know promo wise what we're doing 30 days out and we're you know the models are set or the shot list are done and of course that gives me enough time to sit on it and go oh no we're changing this whole damn thing so like it's it's funny like today i called sean and here we go here's the graphic of the day i was like sean i was in the shower and i was literally screaming at surrey to take down a message because i was trying to say we have to add this shot today so we we like to be 30 days out um Episodes, I think we're going to do every seven days. Um, Sean decided to come up with a segment called Story Time. Story Time. And I've got all these like wild little stories about me touring, like whether it's like the first time I shot Britney or um, the time I was on the red carpet at the Grammys with like J-Lo when she came out with the Versace dress or whatever. It's like those iconic times in music, which don't really warrant 
a 45 minute episode, right? So it's like a 10 minute or a seven minute or an eight minute or it's really crazy. We had some people like, you know how the DMs go nuts and we had people come in and say like, who's your favorite, you know, frontman? Who's your favorite song? Who's your favorite RG tour to us? So those turned into like these cool little seven and eight minute segments um, that we filmed actually on studio or at Broadscope Studios or at my studio um, or Light Tech. And those actually panned out really well. So we're excited to put those out little seven minutes at a time um, in between the regiment of episodes and YouTube. Because as you know, it's like we're trying to launch YouTube, but yet IGTV is so damn the thing now. And, you know, so and with IG moving from what is it, 15 minute video blocks, they can now do an hour. They're ready to do an hour. So we're kind of like everybody's on their phones. Like nobody wants to watch YouTube versus that. So it's coming. We're trying to figure it out what the algorithm is. And I mean, we also want to make um, iHeart happy now too. So we're trying to figure that out. Yeah. Your studio is in Richmond, right? It is. Downtown. What yeah. Is I go out to rock the mic. I work out of Light Tech Entertainment. So it's Light Tech Studios downtown. Um, we collectively have a production company called Fire Vision. Um, and we do all of our like videos and productions. We do music videos local and stuff too. Um, but for the most part, it, it, we run any still photography stuff out of Broadscope Studios, which is my partner, Sean's. Or when we do video, it goes through like Fire Vision or I pick up directing jobs or whatever. And then Rock the Mic is kind of a separate thing. And then that's kind of turned into my photography company full time. We just call it RTM at that point. Taxes, taxes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone you haven't worked with yet that you would like to work with? So funny you said that. I had a conversation about this the other day. I am in love with Freddie Mercury. And I'm so... It's funny you wore the shirt because we had an episode about best frontman of all time. Number one, Paul Stanley from Kiss. It's my all-time. Um, not because I'm friends, but because he is. But I did add the asterisk, right? I was like, I was not able to see or tour with Freddie. So if I had, he probably would have jumped on top of the list. Now, Prince was up there, too. And I did get to tour and do photos with Prince. So, But Paul, you know, Paul Stanley. Um, but I would say if it wasn't Freddie Mercury, I would have loved to see Elvis. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. Um, just because not only of who he is, but, I mean, more importantly, like, he shaped music. Like, you can go through, and that's one of our episodes upcoming. It's called Where Have All the Rock Stars Gone? If you look at music now, it's like, where are the Jaggers, the Bowies, the Freddies? Where are they? They're not out anymore. It's like the joke was name three. And we had a hard time finding them. And I was like, Gaga got on my list. I was like, she's there. But is she Bowie? You know, it, so, um, yeah, I, I ultimately back to the question, honestly, it, it would probably be Freddie. I would have loved to have seen him. I mean, he shaped, he shaped music. And, and, I mean, obviously, I think he has probably the best live performance at live ever i mean i think that's the best performance ever done so um probably freddie for real yeah you said you're about to go on tour now too is there anything about that you can do yeah um it looks like um tours are opening um late uh, summer um i hear august we still have dates i've got dates in june and july um so we'll see train train's definitely going out um, so I know we're going to be there. There's some dates at the end of the year for Kiss. So I know Kiss is trying to get rid of or do this end of the road tour or try to finish their end of the road tour. Um, but they're, they're going overseas. Um, I see some Motley Crue dates on my calendar right now. Um, and I'm still waiting to see Fall Out Boy. 
So Fall Out Boy's doing a Weezer tour, Weezer Fall Out Boy and Green Day. And they're doing arenas, or I'm sorry, like baseball stadiums. So we're really excited to see that, which there's two major baseball stadium tours this year, which that's one. The other one is the Motley Crue, Death Leopard, Poison, and Joan Jett. So we're trying to see how those are going to fall. Um, and I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. And the problem is I think it's going to be small. They're not going to be huge shows because I don't know that, I don't know that people are ready for the market yet. So um, definitely it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's funny. Like um, my friend Hector who plays for train. He's doing a lot of acoustic shows right now with Pat and Jerry from the group and they're doing a three man thing right now. And we like, so we did the today show. They did that. And, um, I think you might see a lot of that, which could be dope, you know, and that could be worth an intimate setting, you know? So right now that's what I see on the calendar. I hope like I'm so slammed. I can't see straight by December, but you know, we, we got it. We got to make it to 22. If we make it to 22, we'll be all right. So you're feeling confident about the rest of the season then? As far as rock and mic uh, or concert? Yeah, I, I think that take all of the elements of money and financial and, you know, politics out of it. I honestly think we need music. Um, not because we have nothing better to do, but it's, you know, music is our fuel. Like it, it, you know, it empowers us to do other things and we need it. And we haven't had it for a year and a half. I mean, you can only watch MTV and YouTube. I mean, like me and Sean, we always call each other all the time and joke like, when is season two of YouTube coming out? Because we've watched everything on YouTube at this point. And um, I think so. I think concerts are going to come back, and I think it's going to be huge. I think we're going to need stimulus checks to pay for all the damn concert tickets because, like, you know, everybody's going to want to tour, right? Because there's a science to that. Like, when, when your competitor's not touring, you're, in the, you know, you're on tour. And when you are, they're making a record. And I feel like everybody's been sitting in a studio for so long. There's going to be so much music that comes out. Um, so, yeah, I feel like places like um, the Norva – and national, I think those places are about to see lines out the door because they're going to have everything. Um, and, you know, those guys over at, you know, Norva, Rick Marcel, and, well, Rick Marcel, he's a genius at always running with the times. So I think that, like, um, I think that he's going to be super busy. It's going to be venues like that and the national. So I think I, I, it's coming. It's coming soon, I hope. You know, I don't know that Pharrell is going to not let it happen. I mean, it, it, Pharrell is freaking an astronaut with you know, unlimited funds and resources. So, I mean, I, he'll probably bring a spaceship, pick everybody up, put them in the goddamn water, make his own oasis and do a show and bring it back and he'll charter him. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that's really great for this, you know, for this area. Um, we never had festivals. Um, Pharrell is obviously a genius. Um, shout out to Chad Hugo and him. Uh, without them, I wouldn't have had a career. I mean, those guys shaped and worked with all the bands that I worked with from the Ashley Simpsons to the Nick Carters to NSYNC and Justin and Britney. I mean, that's where I first got my start was through Chad Hugo. We lived literally in the same neighborhood. Like it was me. Here's a funny one. It was me across the street from my parents where I lived um, was Teddy Riley and Teddy and Markel Riley. So when Rex and FX was coming up, that's where I started. I was playing basketball with these guys, not knowing what in the hell was happening. And then this like, Oh my God, they, you know, Chad and them write, you know, rump shaker and high school. And then it just, it, it was the stigma and it was like, Oh, meet Missy Elliott and then meet Timberland and then meet Genuine. So it was like, when I was young, I was, Oh, I can take your picture. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> had no idea, but you know, there was a P on the camera. So if you hit P, it, you know, 
P stood for Pharrell, and that's why we hit the butt. Um, yes, I, I think something in the water's coming, and I think, I think it's going to be insane because, like I said, I know that they were trying to do a whole week, um, which I think will be really cool. When the first something in the water was here, I went to the governor's school. I got called into the governor's school um, to do kind of a get into the music business thing and there was different aspects like this you know teaching people hey you can be a producer you can be a writer and it was all the guys local and i got called in to do this thing and like talk about fish out of water right and i was like i don't know what the hell to talk about like i i, I you know i hit a button and i hope i get lucky when i take a picture and it was really cool because it was actually these kids like to this day still like message me and stuff They're like dude i started taking pictures and you know so i think something in the water is i pray something that continues to go throughout the waters of florida and all the way up the East Coast, because I think it, it's such a great thing. And, and you know, and Pharrell is clean, and it's good for, you know, it's good for us. So, yeah, I think it's coming back, and I think it'll be huge. And it'll be, and you know what, the funny thing is, and I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys didn't get to see the full potential of something in the water because you had a rain out. And there was a lot of people, and I'm not going to get into who was here, but there were a lot of people for night one. A lot of people. And... I remember going, wow, there's Dave Matthews. Wow, there's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And none of them got to go out. And they all left because they had, yeah, had other stuff. So I, I honestly think when they originally announced, it was like the Foo Fighters, I think, for the second one. Um, I think it's going to be triple that, man. I think you guys are going to be huge. So it's really exciting to bring that home and see that and have a chance to photograph that again. So, yeah, it's coming for sure. So coming back home, do you recognize people from Chesapeake right off the bat by any certain attribute. Oh, yeah, they're all country. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, I mean, I think that that's one of the coolest things about this area. No, I, it's hard to notice anyone or to be able to say you're from Chesapeake or from the beach or from the 757. Or, um, we're so diverse. It's crazy. Like, you know, growing up here, it was, like I said, I mean, we were kind of a music thing. Nobody knew it, and it just, it was a nest egg. So it, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I come through, obviously we're in Chesapeake today, and I drive through here and I see all the things and things that I remember. You know what I mean? But none of them were like real staples. There's no like, nothing like at the beach, you see Neptune, right? You don't, you don't get to see any of that stuff in Chesapeake. So it's like, it, it, it's hard to say. Like, I see a lot of my friends here and like a lot of the old places that were nightclubs or, you know, places I would DJ with like Chatty or whatever. But, um, no, you know, I, I, I think it's real individualistic. Um, some things stay the same, some things don't. But, I mean, the people have changed for the most part, which is good, which is good. Nobody stays the same. So when are we anticipating the first episode of season three? Sean, when's the episode of season three coming out? Let me ask my agent in the back. Can I answer this question? 2023. Um, I, I, I think... Um, the next two months. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's going to be before then, but for sure. We got a couple of things going on. We had a couple of things. We're trying to format, but I, I, I'd say in the next 30 days, probably, for sure. Do you have any last messages for listeners? Don't do drugs. <laughs> um, no. You know, pick up a camera, go listen to some records. Um, go in your mom's purse and steal money go to the record store no I'm kidding um, listen to records 
You know what I mean? Get, um, get on YouTube and look at the stuff in the 60s and the 70s and um, listen to music. Don't play it. You know what I mean? Listen to it. Um, I have a huge appreciation. My mom, funny, she was a single parent and she used to have records. And it's funny. I would listen to records. And as we grew up, I, like my first tape. Okay, here you go. We're going di- to date. We're going to date. We're going to date myself. You ready? My first tape was Madonna, Like a Virgin, and Wham, Make It Big. And I remember going, I don't understand anything that these, you know, my mom was the coolest person in the world when it came to music because she was like, you are, you know, some parents are like, you cannot watch George Michael, I want your sex. You cannot watch Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. And these were the existence of my livelihood now. Like, I grew up, I mean, that's the music I listen to still. So, listen to it. Listen to a record and write and be creative and paint and you know exercise all the cool stuff get the fuck off the video games i love them i love them get off of them go do something creative because man i mean there's you know exercise your brain and get a rockstar girlfriend that helps you and i don't have one but if i did um yeah yeah listen to music man get creative do you have a record in particular that you would recommend that people start with oh god no, you know, Thriller, obviously, I mean, you know, Thriller, Michael is amazing. Purple Rain was so off the charts to be a soundtrack, but to more importantly, like, you know, Computer Blue and how funky Prince is, like, in these records. Um, it's scary how he's able to write and mix it. He was on another level. You know what I mean? Um, those are great records, man. Um, I was never like you know, a Zeppelin fan, or I was never like any of those fans. Um, Aretha Franklin. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's the soul, it's the roots. Motown. You know what I mean? Um, you guys will laugh at me, but like, get Lionel Richie. Like, dude, I, I love, I love because he's he's a writer and he's a baller too. So. Um, I mean, you got to listen to Britney, baby, one more time because, you, you know, if you don't go through the childhood of Britney, you'll never understand the shit Britney has gone through. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. No. Uh, free Britney, by the way. Um, no. Definitely. Some of the Motown. So we covered your favorite frontman. What about your favorite lyricist? John Mayer. Hands down. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how he comes up with the shit he does, but John Mayer. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And it's not because he he dates all the hot chicks. It is literally because... It's because he's a lyricist that he dates all these hot chicks. Um, and he's a shoe guy. He's He, he loves timepieces. And I'm all into that. Um, yeah, John Mayer. Probably wild. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Big clocks, no. Uh, we're talking like John's got a, a, a ton of time. yeah. You have to yeah. You have to YouTube it. Like he's not in just in the high end Rolexes. I mean, he's in the APs and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes, listen to his lyrics and definitely listen to some of his blues, John Mayer trio stuff. Totally listen to that stuff. Like Gravity is an, an insane record. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Is that it? Unless you have anything else you want to cover. Okay. Uh, that's it. That was easy. I got to do photos. I mean, you guys are welcome to hang and stay if you like. 
Now I got to do videos and act like I'm cute. Thanks for listening. And remember to follow Love Letters to Virginia podcast on Instagram. Love Letters to Virginia on TikTok. By the way, the Love Letters to Virginia website is officially up. So if you are looking for any updates or if you want to find the easiest way to connect with me to be on the show, go to lovelettersvirginia.com. Thank you.